I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now, to the fabulous Big Bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet, and we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. Hey, welcome everybody and uh, hope you're all doing well. I wanted to hop on for a few minutes and just share the experience I've had with the big bet. I just started sports betting, God, five weeks ago when I actually signed up for uh, the MyBookie account. And since then, it's become a little addiction. And being able to uh, talk with Memphis and Kyle and the DMs and the group chat. And uh, I swear Kyle and I are on like a synchronized schedule that we're always about to message each other. But bounce the ideas off. And ever since I started uh, listening with the big bet, I've been able to kind of formulate my own opinions. There are a few bets that the guys talk about that I like. But a lot of the time I'm able to start kind of formulating what I like and find different things based off of what they talk about. So... It's a good time. It's a great episode. And I look forward to that every uh, Thursday morning. So you guys go ahead and pop on. Make sure you get a listen and sign up for uh, that my bookie. It's a great deal. F*** you, Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. <laughs> I do cry, too. Jared Goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants. Todd Gurley is a snowflake loser, bitch. <laughs> Good Lord. Jarvis Landry has a three-inch penis. Confirmed by multiple reports. T.Y. Hilton is a He just me over in fantasy. him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? What's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday and happy Christmas Eve. And welcome to the DWZ Football Network's The Fabulous Big Bet. I am your host, Memphis, and you can follow along on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And today's show is going to be the Week 16 betting preview, but as always, I am not alone. I am here with the chief medical consultant of the DWZ, but I just call him the dirtiest player in the game today. Dr. Kyle, man, what's up? Memphis, I'm feeling like the fat man on Christmas Eve right now. I am stuffed full of a chicken burrito, and I'm happy to not have to get up for the next hour. How you doing? Dude, I'm doing good. Mexican food all around. Uh, I've been been off... I've been off work since last week. I've got two weeks off. I really don't know how to how to manage myself. So, so do you know why a shark keeps moving? No. Because if it doesn't, it'll die. Oh yeah. And, and where I used to work, they used to say you're like a shark because if you're because I have like I don't know if it's like uh, ADD or like hyperactivity, but I I really struggle to set for too long of a time. So it's been weird. But yeah, I had Mexican tonight too. Whipped up some nachos for my wife and son and. Getting ready to go see my mother and father-in-law tomorrow. Just the only two people. 
And if you're going out and about, uh, be safe, wear your mask, uh, social distance when you can. Uh, obviously, you're going to make what decisions are best for you. Just make them smart. And real quick, uh, as been the promise from the last show, per one of our reviewers, we're going to keep this intro Mike short. E. Huh? Is it Mike E? Mike E. Mike triple four, man. He, he laid it down for us. So I just want to tell you what's on the horizon. So on Christmas Day, I'm going to give you guys a little something for the road, a little something to cruise around. It's something that I released on our Patreon about three weeks ago. Um, we call our Patreon the Dynasty Masterclass. We just take it up a level, and we don't typically share a lot of these. I maybe do one or two a year. Kind of a free preview of what we do at the Dynasty War Zone on top of the group chat and the one-on-one roster construction and advice. Uh, if you're looking for something, like I said, if you if you have to make a couple of stops on Christmas Day or you're just trying to drown out the sound of Christmas Day toys and video games, why not listen to me talk about Dynasty Fantasy Football and what's in the rear view? We had a hell of a good time last night doing a Dynasty one-round Superflex mock draft. The entire DWZ crew, both Kyles, Jerry, Maddie, and me, we went through about 15 picks of a Superflex startup, and it probably went nothing like you've ever seen before. And then on Monday, I did uh, the rookie five-question games with Garrett Price of the Dynasty Nerds. Yes, those Dynasty Nerds. Garrett is always very generous with his time. He is one of the good people that I have met in this industry in person. He and I broke bread last year during the NFL Scouting Combine. And I can't wait to see him again, either at the draft in Cleveland or if they're allowing people at the Combine in Indy. So just real quick, uh, I want to thank you guys for the reviews. We're almost to 200. We need like six more, I think. And I just want to read one. Um, And here we go. I just started listening to podcasts this year. Have about 20 different ones I've been listening to. I recently found the DWZ, and it has quickly become one of my pods to listen to. The only one that I look for daily, keep up the great work. And then, and then there's one, that was from Jay. And this one right here comes from Matt C. and Doncaster, UK. What do you know about the UK, Dr. Kyle? We got, we're international. Uh, it's east of here. It is. It, it is. It's uh, one of the foreign countries that I am definitely looking forward to. I've been to Italy, been to France. I have not been to... London or Great Britain, but it is something that I certainly want to do. And Matt's comment was, great insight, a must for avid Dynasty players, unless you're in my league. In which case, I forbid you from listening. And again, that was from Matt C. Both Jay and Matt, thank you guys so much for taking a minute. Um, in the spirit of giving, if you have a couple of minutes and you're listening in podcast form, please go in and rate and review the show. Leave us a five star. You know, If you leave us nice comments, I might read it here on the show. If you leave us bad comments, I might call you a raggedy rat soup eating bastard, but that's neither here nor there. just want to make sure to remind everybody, if you're listening or watching on YouTube, you can just hit notifications on and subscribe because we will have a lot going on. We're going to have three to five shows in the off season per week, probably closer to two to three. And then next full season, we are going six days a week. So let's get to it. There you go, Mike. You got it. Under five minute open, under five minutes. You should be damn proud of Dr. Kyle and me. Man, let's get betting. But before we get into the recap, let's do our first sponsor shout out. That's Viridian Global. ViridianGlobal.com is where you can find the official apparel merchandise of the Dynasty Warzone. And on top of that, you can find stuff like the Hawkamania t-shirt, 
the Aaron God Jers t-shirt, Aaron Godgers, and so many more. So go to Viridian Global, that's V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, Viridian Global, and check out all their stuff. And not only do they have our stuff, they have stuff from the Dynasty Happy Hour. They have stuff from a bunch of different podcasts, and they have some, what do you want to call them, like parody t-shirts? I think there's a Terry McLaren t-shirt, a Nick Chubb t-shirt, just just so many more. So head over to Viridian Global, check them out, and get yourself hooked up. Now, me and Dr. Kyle did not look as swagged out as Jerry and Maddie were last night. Man, we, we got to step our DWZ game up. I'm going to order you a DWZ dad hat for Christmas. Get, get, we need something. Uh, give me the heel or the, the dirtiest player in the game. It's gotta be, the, that, like, that's going to be your T-shirt. type swag. Well, I wanted to do coffee mugs. At one time, I wanted to do coffee mugs. I wanted to do one that on the front it says black, and on the back side of the mug it says, like, Memphis's soul. And then there was going to be one for Jerry that said, how the man of the hour gets his power. You know? We, we, we can do all kinds of stuff like that, but coffee mugs are incredibly expensive to produce. Hmm. So I don't know that there's going to be coffee mugs anytime soon, but there's a bunch of sweet merch over at Viridian Global. So let's get into it, man. Now, uh, you have been... Very sheepish the last couple of days as it relates to your results in week 15. What happened, man? Let's just put it this way, Memphis. If we had to do the recap any earlier than this evening, I would have been miserable. It was uh, week 15 is the most forgettable from a fantasy standpoint, from a betting standpoint. Luckily, everything else around me is good. Happy, healthy family and whatnot. Good wife, dogs, yada, yada. Um, So... In in uh, putting everything into perspective, all is good. But week fifteen, we can only get better from here. Hey, uh, I, I've often said you cannot fall off the floor. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll notice this man's drinking. It's a dark brown beverage. So I'm going to go. Is that like a nice scotch? Is that a bourbon? What what we got there? It's a bourbon whiskey and Basil Hayden. Oh, check out when you're a doctor, you you drink that. That uh, that fancy stuff. That's that's what we call city slicker bourbon where I'm from. We uh, we drink that that Jim Beam and Maker's Mark here in uh, Indiana. Although uh, the best bourbon I ever had was some Pappy Van Winkle. Super super good. How did stuff. you get your hands on Pappy Van Winkle without? I I, I have a friend of a fr- I, have, I have a friend of a friend who to just use a, a phrase is extremely well off. This gentleman owns several businesses and. We were talking bourbon in my past as a bartender. He's like, have you ever had any Pappy Van Winkle? And I was like, I have not. He's like, you will tonight. So that was pretty sweet. So nice. I'll, tell you what else, I'll tell you what else was pretty sweet. Was I had a little bit better week than you did. Yeah, let, let's start off with a good, let, good let, let, Let's start off on a high note. Now, yeah. if you were following along with me on Twitter or you listened to the People's Propcast, and I kinda, I'm going to half-ass apologize for the People's Propcast. I had to record it on my phone from my pickup truck without headphones on Saturday. We, uh, at our production facility, we had to do our annual inventory, and which is always a pain in the ass. And it was supposed to be a half day, which turned into a full day. But if you bet those, I went 3-1 and one on the show, but I tweeted out a bunch of others throughout the course of the weekend. So from Saturday evening through, I think, Sunday, I didn't get anything down on Monday because I was recording with Garrett from the Dynasty Nerds, and uh, I went 7-1 and one on my player props this weekend. I, I was on fire. I'll, reca- I'll recap those on Saturday's the, the, the People's Prop Cast. You know, the only one I missed was Robert Tanyan by half a reception. His number was three and a half receptions. He had two on the first drive. 
I'm like, yes. Packers laid down after halftime. They did, man. And and it's weird. It's weird when you prop bet a player because you hyper focus. Like, okay, there's number eighty five. You're like, God damn it, Aaron Rodgers. He's wide open. Check it down. Take the three yard reception. I need it. I need it. I I need that reception, but I got three. That was my one loss. But on my my bets, uh, the one that kind of pissed me off was I lost my big bet, and I don't mind losing because losing's part of gambling. I mean, if if I had a system to where I never lost, you guys would not even know who I am. I, I would just be doing this from a very warm, I would be doing this from a very warm tropical spot, living very very well. So I don't mind losing, but what pisses me off is when my handicaps way off. You know, I I, I was like. You know, Arizona, excuse me, not Arizona, San Francisco was coming off of a bad loss going into Dallas. You know, Dallas couldn't play dead in a Western. No Zeke Elliott. I'm laying three. I got the better head coach. I, I know, but it's a battle of backup quarterbacks. And they just looked flatter than a pancake. And if there's any team, you know, you, you ever go to the zoo there in New York, Dr. Kyle, the Bronx Zoo? Of course. Bronx Zoo, Central Park Zoo. You see the lion, you see the lion in the cage, and you know you can tell he's been in captivity for too long. His eyes are glazed over, and he, he's just given up on life. He's no longer on the, the prairie in Africa ready to kill. He's just, he's just there. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's, that's what I got. That's what I got out of the San Francisco 49ers. They, they just kind of lays down. And when they got booted out of their home state, uh, state and stadium in Santa Clara and have had to spend the last month basically in like a mini bubble, in the Phoenix, Arizona area, because the Cardinals were kind enough to share their, you know, home facilities with them. That was the look I saw in the eyes of the 49ers when I was watching that game on Sunday. They just had the glazed over look on their eyes. They're just like, man, it's over. It's a wrap. Let's just get these last two games over and, and call it. So I, I that that was the part that pissed me off. I thought I had the better coach, but you know, what are you well, gonna do? I mean, the way that game started with two two Cowboys, uh, two two 49ers turnovers quick turned into 14 quick Cowboys points. So all of a sudden, like, yeah, I mean, uh, it is what it is. Like, that's part of football. But I think without those turnovers, that game goes completely differently. Like, I think st- statistically San Francisco had the better game. I mean, what, it, it, what it drives just... what? What's correlation? What's causation? You know, we could have that conversation all day, but. That's fair because with with uh, Nick Mullins as your quarterback, that's not a team built to come from behind. That's a team yeah, to play with a lead, run the ball, and play good defense. And when they got down two scores, I, I knew I was on the shit end of the stick. Um, and then I posted the rest of my DraftKings five bets that I had to make in the contest that I'm in. I had Tampa Bay minus five and a half. Now they did win. They didn't cover. I, I don't know that there's a worse. You know, if if Baltimore is the best team not in the playoffs, you know, currently with their record, I think Tampa Bay's the worst team in the playoffs with their record. They're a Fugazi. They're a Fugazi. Dude, okay, I, I will acquiesce Pittsburgh, but they're a Fugazi, man. I watch yeah, those guys. Yeah. You're, you're playing a four and – what was it? They were like four and nine Atlanta team coming off of a bye – and speaking of flatter and a pancake, they were flatter than that. But they got they got the W. That's all that matters in the NFL. You know, the NFL is not like college where you need to win by margin and get style points. But they did one. They they did win. They didn't cover. I already mentioned San Francisco laid an egg. I had Buffalo minus six and a half at Denver. That you know, very rarely do you make a bet and you just feel like, man, this one's in the bag. But dude, <laughs> Buffalo came out rip roaring, and I was like, 
that was not much of a sweat. The one that I got, so if San Francisco was the letdown, it was Seattle. I had Seattle and Washington. I had Washington plus five and a half. That hook was key because they they lost by five. And and, and we're going to talk about Seattle later in some of our other bets. But uh, how do you only score twenty points and and let a team you're up twenty to three? How do you let them creep back in like that? I mean, I get you're on the road. I get it's one o'clock and you you flew yeah. three thousand miles, but that one was rough. I, I have to think that. Look, you know, if we're talking about teams that were letdowns this week, the Rams were also a huge letdown, losing straight up to the Jets. Uh, when I talk about my bets, I'm talking about some in-game betting that went on in the, did, the big. Did bet. you see uh, the? Eight, did you see the parlay with the Jets? With the, with the Jets and the? If you had parlayed the money line of the Bengals, and one, right? It was like eighty. I thought it was eighty-three. Maybe it depends on where well, you maybe, got yeah. it, but. It was like if you had bet a hundred bucks on the Jets money line parlayed with the Bengals money line, a uh, hundred would have turned into like eighty three or maybe in your case eighty seven hundred dollars. Uh, my my last one I had Kansas City minus two and a half. Now that number fluctuated depending on where you got it because yeah. earlier in the week it was Kansas City minus four and a half and it drifted down once the news came out that Drew Brees was coming back. So I got it at a good number in the contest, and I got it at two and a half. So I went three and two. I'm the king of three and two. I'm 39 and 65 on the season, dead nut 60%. But I'll take it, man, for a guy who's a production facilities manager and a guy who does a couple of fantasy football podcasts. There's a lot of pros right now that aren't, you know, doing that well. So to be that many games above 500, I, I feel like we're, we're making progress. And next year, we're going to do. Uh, we're going to do some of these together and maybe uh, for a little bit of scratch. I think we should. Um, I think I, I think we should, but I, I get line item veto power after <laughs> uh, a, a, after this week. But, yeah, I also had a very good week on my player props. But, man, where did you go right and where did you go wrong? All right, let's go with the right first. And it, it was so hard to get to bet against Bill Belichick, but the fact that that line – I was happy to get it early in the week at Miami minus two and a half. And all it did was creep uh, towards New England being the favorites. I think it closed at uh, Miami plus one. And every time I saw a change, I was like, I'm on Miami. I don't care. Like, I know Belichick is arguably the greatest coach of all time, but I just, I trust in Brian Flores at this point. You know, he did everything he could to minimize mistakes. So I got Miami. Uh, Every, everywhere from minus two and a half to plus one. And I also had the under in the game. The under was a bit closer than I would have liked. Uh, New England, if they, if they had marched down the field on their last drive and scored a touchdown, I think it would have pushed 41 and maybe I pushed. I think I got it 41 or 41 and a half. Um, I was also right on the Washington and Seattle under. Um, I had some, I, I did all right on my teases. Like I teased Tampa Bay. Um, I forget who else I teased. But then the misses, like what we talked about last week, I was – I was off on the Tampa Bay and Atlanta under. I did not expect Matt Ryan to turn the clock back all of a sudden with how trash he had looked the last four or five weeks without Julio. And all of a sudden, Tampa Bay is coming from behind in the second half, and they marched down the field over and over to hit over 51 and a half there. And then, uh, you know, looking at the historical uh, data of Chicago and Minnesota, I thought under 47 was a good bet. That was not – Chicago's offense has been playing well. And I thought I, – I didn't do my research on this one. I thought Minnesota's defense was doing better than it had been. Minnesota's defense really hasn't been that good. And so that turned into a bit more of a shootout than I expected. Um, and then my big bet 
again, I so I had Philly plus six, and in in places you can get a plus six and a half, and they lost by seven. I still, I still don't feel bad about this one because. I mean, Philadelphia won the turnovers plus three. They had an injury to their holder, but goddamn, Doug Peterson has to go. Like the second, I think I could trust in him to game plan uh, for Jalen Hurts. They're going to run the ball. They're going to control the clock. All of a sudden, same exact thing as all whatever thirteen games that Carson Wentz played. They're going to, you know, they'll establish the run in the first half. Miles Sanders looks good. Second half rolls around. Sanders disappears. It's pass, pass, pass. Hurts gets sacked. Hurts gets sacked. Throw down field. Um, some weird two point, like who goes for two, what, they were down like four or five. I forget what it was, but they went for two. I was like, why are they going for two? Right. I, it just didn't make sense. Um, so I, I, I think, you know, probably five times out of 10 that Philadelphia covers that. So I think I was right there to take them at plus six or six and a half, but I was on the uh, unlucky side of it. Like I had been on the lucky side of my big bet recently. So it all evens out. All right, I I know what I yeah. learned. What, what what did you learn this week? Did did you learn anything? Uh, was there like a, a trend? Anything? I would say, you know, here's what I what I'm learning is you can you could be too quick to to adjust to a team, but you could also be too slow to adjust to a team. I think I was too quick to adjust uh, on Philly. I, I they're still not a team I could trust yet. Um, and I think like we talked about with Pittsburgh going into Buffalo a couple weeks ago. I think I was late to the party on Pittsburgh, and I think I'm going to try and jump in on that party this week. Um, You know, you know me. You know, I I love numbers. I love stats. I love data. I try to, you know, uh, it's the weirdest thing for you know a guy who bets ten, twenty dollars on player props. You know, my dad used to ask me, "What's your time worth?" You know, when you're doing a job for someone, what's your time worth? And I'll sit there and hammer two, three, four hours of research on on three player props or props along the way just digging and and looking but what i've learned is that i I love data but i've got to be careful how i use it so in the beginning of the season when the sample size is small it's easy to listen to the talking heads say well this team is such and such against the pass and this team is such and such against the run and that's true when that is really like the season the season long number that really is the best is like in the weeks six through ten Hey, this team is 31st against the pass, or this team is 8th against the run, or whatever it is. But then, as you get later in the season and players get hurt and things th- things change, think of Denver secondary, where I think they're down to like three starters and everyone else is on, on IR. Or think about Seattle, who still has technically given up the most passing yards in the league. But if you look at their trend line since Jamal Adams came back, it's been a lot different. So w- when you start attacking you know, these games and these matchups, whether you're betting them like us or, you know, fantasy football, you, you really got to look at, you know, where they're trending. So it's hard to – I love to use season-long data because at this point you're getting a 14-game sample size. But so many things have changed between, you know, the middle of the season to the beginning of the season to now. Just be careful with it and, and how you filter and sort your data because that will go a long way. But that was the week that was – it's hard to believe – we are already in week 16. We made it. Congratulations to all the fantasy gamers and the people that are you know, doing fantasy championships this weekend. You made it. No headaches, no fuss, no must, no COVID rescheduling, nothing. And tip of the cap because I'm wearing one to the old NFL because they did, they've done a fine job. But before we get into what we're doing in week 
15, uh, excuse me, week 16, I want to make sure we talk about our other sponsor, mybookie.ag. Now they're sitting on a little bit of Dr. Kyle's money, but luckily, but luckily when he signed up, he used the promo code DWZ Memphis and he matched his initial deposit up to 50%. So when he made his initial deposit, let's say for easy math, he, he invested $1,000. They would have matched it up to 500. Maybe it was $100. And they match it up to, to, to 50 bucks. Whatever it is, as long as you use promo code Memphis at sign up. And here's the best part. If you're listening on the podcast, hit pause, go into the show notes. There's a hyperlink, takes you right there. Everything's pre-filled out. If you have any issues with uh, getting filled out based on where you live, hit up Dr. Kyle. He lives in a municipality with, uh, with some workarounds, and he can help you work around it too. So... Um, or you can hit me up and, and we, we can get you rolling, but that's mybookie.ag, promo code DWZ Memphis, and uh, we'll get you fixed up. So we're going to go into week 16. Remember, likes are not necessarily bets that we're making yet. These are things that we're keeping an eye on, and we're going to see how they trend. So Dr. Kyle, you want to go first, or you want me to take the honors? Let's hear one of your likes first. Sure. I, I, I Now, this number has already moved. I like it. I actually have bet this one. Uh, I got it on uh, Tuesday. I got the Rams plus two at Seattle. Mm-hmm. Now, now, the, now, this number is already down to one on my bookie. Yeah. So it went from two to one. It's also down to one on DraftKings Sportsbook as well. And I, I think this was a big overreaction to to the Jets' loss. Of course it's a bad loss. But But when do you get the best of a team? When they just got embarrassed. They literally just got embarrassed. They are the laughing stock of the league. I feel like every every single Rams practice this week is going to be perfect. And, you know, when they go to Seattle, there is no sixth man. I'm excuse me, twelfth man. I'm thinking of NBA. There is no tw- <laughs> there is no twelfth man in Seattle right now. They don't have any fans in the stands. So they don't have to worry about that. They've got a meager pass rush. That's how you get Jared Goff off of his spot. These teams just played six weeks ago, and I don't think the game was as close as the 23-16 to 16 score would indicate. L.A. Beat, the, beat this team handily. These teams played last year in Seattle, and I believe it was 32-31, to 31, the final score. And I'm getting two points. I think I'm getting the better team. I know I'm getting the better defense. There's a lot on the line. And don't forget, the one last thing, L.A. has been at home for the last three weeks. No travel. Seattle is flying back from the the East Coast again. They've traveled a lot in the last six weeks. And I think I get like a, a less travel-weary team in a big spot off of an embarrassing spot. So I like the L.A. Rams. Like I said, I got it at two. I hate to talk about what I got it at. I would still take it at one. Uh, I think L.A. wins this game outright. I think Seattle gets way too much love. I think we get too much of the narrative of let Russ cook. Uh, not, not that Russ isn't great. I was a little concerned with Josh Gordon coming back, but he had a relapse. What a, what a sad situation that is, man. But yeah, my first like is I like the Rams. Uh, I like the Rams all the way down to a pick em. If you can get Rams plus points, I like that. So, uh, that's my first like. What about you, my friend? Um, I think I like, uh, you know, go, going on yours, like, I think I, I, I like that one. I think I, I'm unsure. Uh, like I was talking about earlier with uh, both Seattle and the Rams, uh, not quite meeting expectations. I think they were both looking ahead to this game. Um, and I think, uh, I think you get McVay and a better coach. And I, you know, it looks like Seattle's five and two as a home favorite this season. And 
but the Rams are two two and one as road dogs this season, so I don't I don't see any advantage there. Um, I don't know if I touch this one. I just that's uh, too too much unknown for me. Uh, my first like though is there, there's a couple. This is a, a choose your own adventure. Like uh, Denver is flying to Los Angeles to play the Chargers this week. The Chargers are uh, when I was doing my research, they were laying three. If that number moves to two and a half, I take the Chargers. If Joey Bosa doesn't play, I'm going over 48 and a half. If he does play, I'm, I'll, I'll take the Chargers at, at two and a half or three, I think. Um, the Chargers, I think at this point, we're getting them on an upswing. They've now won two in a row, each by a field goal. I think Justin Herbert has figured out to how to outplay uh, some, some less than spectacular less than spectacular coaching in Anthony Lynn. Um, we've seen Denver has put up points here and there. Uh, so I, I think I only trust Denver if uh, if there is no Joey Bosa. I think that makes it tough for the Chargers to get to Drew Locke's pocket. Um, and the weather should be beautiful in Los Angeles the, this week. I know they've talked about on you know certain podcasts in the past about how how poor, which, you know, Drew Locke plays in Denver, how well or, or how, uh, how poor he does in – cold and snowy weather not you know not that it's always snowing in denver but i think maybe he does better in warm weather situations um so again i I like the chargers at home you know catching them on the upswing i think they're motivated i think they like playing for their their nice head coach he's not the greatest head coach but it 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 means something to be liked and I, i think the guys like playing for him so and herbert we've already like keenan allen was irrelevant last week and you know we oh that was another thing we get the chargers on uh you know both of them are on a long rest week but the chargers get you know that thursday to uh sunday turnaround whereas uh, denver has the saturday to sunday turnaround so a little bit more rest to to get healthy maybe we see keenan allen back but man herbert you could put you could put uh me put me jerry memphis out there playing receiver and one of us will turn in a hundred yard day well, J- Jerry's going to have to play like – like he's going to be like the Danny Amendola role. You know, if you watched the uh, the mock draft last night on YouTube, he looked like Ice Cube stunt double from <laughs> Boys in the Hood with his flannel shirt and uh, Raiders-colored Dynasty Warzone hat. So the other game that I like is I like currently on my bookie.ag. I like the home Detroit Lions getting nine and a half from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who the hell are the Tampa Bay who are the hell are I mean are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to go on the road and lay nine and a half? Now if you told me that this game goes similarly to the game against Atlanta and they win 24-21 because this game does have a fairly high total. It's got 54. It's the second highest total on the board this weekend. The highest being Tennessee and Green Bay. But who the hell are they to go on the road against a team like Detroit. Now, Detroit isn't great, but Detroit can score. You know, Matt Stafford's going to be out there. You're going to have DeAndre Swift. Uh, I would love to see Kenny Galladay back out there, but that's highly unlikely at this point. I think Kenny Galladay is somewhere between shutting it down and looking toward free agency. But I, I, look, at, I look at their margin of victory in Tampa Bay since November 1st. They beat the Giants by two barely on the road. They got absolutely boat raced by New Orleans at home, by the way. They then beat Carolina by 17, but you know, Carolina's picking fourth in the overall in the NFL draft for a reason. They lost at home again on Monday night to the LA Rams. They lost at home to the Kansas City Chiefs by three. 
They beat the Minnesota Vikings by 12, but how many field goals and extra points did Dan Bailey miss that week? And then four yeah. field goals and extra points. I, th- I think he missed two field goals and three extra points, if I remember correctly. More, more than enough to indicate that, that they're, they're, they didn't get that much margin. And then this past week on the road at Atlanta, they, they won by four. I'm not saying Tampa Bay won't win this game. I just don't know how we think they go into to Detroit on a short week, by the way. This is the Saturday 1 o'clock game. So you're, you're going on a short week on a tough game. Whether it was supposed to have been tough or not, it was. And they had to come from behind, So and they're traveling. Short week, traveling. Give me, give me the, the Lions plus the 9.5 on mybookie.ag. What's your second like before we get into some big bets? Second like, and so so there's a bit of a trend with with my likes, and I think this is natural with how you know we we generally talk about three or four games each. Um, some teams that we've been on for various reasons are Miami and the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Miami Dolphins are traveling to Las Vegas. And when this line opened on Monday, they were only laying two and a half, and I immediately grabbed it. I, I know, like the Vegas is a team that is. Hey, I want to ask you for a favor. You help me, and sure. I'm going to help you. You ready? Yeah. And it's not for me, and it's not for you. When we like something and we bet something, can we agree that yeah. going forward we're going to instantly tweet at each other so yeah. that we so that we can be in on it and then our listeners can get on it? Because it's the drizzling shits when we talk about, oh, I got the Rams at plus two. Good luck getting them at plus one. That sucks, man. If we're going to pull the trigger, even if the show's not until Wednesday night, for Thursday morning, can we at least agree going forward that we're going to tweet it out right there on the spot? Hey, I like this. I think it's going to move. Check out this. Can we agree to that going forward? You got it. I, I did mention it in the uh, the the DWZ bet. Uh, hey, we, we would love to have more people in our Patreon, DWZ bet Patreon. But for now, let's uh, let's do a better job of that. But anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, that, no, it, it's it's. For, for very valid reasons. I'm not here to tell you guys how I'm trying to make money so you guys can lose it and send it to me. Um, it, honestly, I think, I think you, if you like where Miami is with their game plans, like I, I think they're a very trustable team and they're 11 and three this season against the spread. That is well above expectations. Like this is a team whose defense comes to play just about every week. Uh, Brian Flores, like he can game plan. He knows when to let Tua sling it, and he knows when to just put it on the ground. And it doesn't matter who their running back is at this point. Like, next man up, they are just scheming. Uh, I think they had, like, over 200 or 250 rushing yards this past week. Um, and meanwhile, in Las Vegas, John Gruden, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, if you watched last Thursday's game, Chargers uh, against the Raiders, that was like that was like watching high school football at times. Like aside from the skill that was displayed at times, I would say more from a coaching standpoint and a decision-making standpoint, holy hell. And I just you, you know, know. I'm going to jump in on you. Do you know, like for like a while they were talking about, you know, uh, Arizona was like a, a Hail Murray away from being like five straight losses. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. The, the Raiders are a cover zero blitz that never should have been away yep. from, lo- away from losing five straight. So yeah. if we're if we're going to cast though that evil dispersions upon the Cardinals, we've got to equally put them on the Raiders as well. So I just wanted to throw that in there because I, I think that validates what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I thought about it earlier; it wasn't one of my notes to write down. So thank you. Um, and yeah, like two and a half points, like three three, such a key number. When I see two and a half, 
And I like I clearly like Miami over Las Vegas at this point. Um, you know, this is saying that, you know, if two and a half home field is somewhere between a point and a point and a half at this point, maybe it's not even for Las Vegas, though. They're in a new stadium. Um, their their fans are in Oakland. It's a, a weird season without fans. I think two and a half is really closer to, you know, okay, so maybe they're three points apart. I think Miami is much better than three points uh, over Las Vegas. Um, so I've already hit this. I got it at two and a half. I think you can hit it at three or three and a half. I, I don't know how much it'll move. I don't know. You know, neither of these uh, – Las Vegas is probably a more public team than Miami, but they're trending in the wrong direction. So um, No, I, I, I like that, and that's part of the reason why these these numbers – have been so crazy. Now, I know Derek Carr was a full participant on Wednesday. So not that I think that matters. I, I, I would say this, what I would look to, it's not something that I liked until you brought it up. But Miami has been just, you know, holding people down. Their defense has been uh, playing well. This Raiders offense looks all out of sorts. And I could really see this game also hitting the under. The number on mybookie.ag currently is 47 and a half. And I really see this being somewhere around like a 21-17, 24-17 in favor of the uh, in favor of the fish. You know the the Raiders. I think what they scored last week was it 24. I know they went into overtime, so it was a, it was a tad higher 24. scoring. It yeah. barely got the over, but I know the week before that they only scored like 20 at home against the Colts. So it's not like the Raiders have been lighting up the scoreboard. I think both of these teams like to run the football. Uh, the, the Dolphins are getting Miles Gaskin back. The Raiders are going to lean on Josh Jacobs coming off of 10 days rest. So I really see this being a slower pace game. Uh, my fear is that Miami could, could force a couple of turnovers. Uh, I don't think I would like the, uh, the over, excuse me. I don't think I would like the under quite as much if for some reason, Marcus Mariota would be the quarterback. He's completely healthy. He's that low rent Konami code quarterback that you hear so much about in fantasy football. So for those reasons, I, I like it. But you know, speaking of over unders, I'm going back. So I Let's picked a I picked a side on my big bet last week. That was uh, I think that was the error in the code. Uh, I'm going back to a total. I am going Cleveland at the New York Jets over 47 points. Now, uh, this might seem crazy for a team that on the season in the Jets that are averaging you know 14.7 points per game but that's a little misleading let's first talk about cleveland's defense now cleveland has played three games in horrible weather they got the texans they got the eagles and they got the raiders in absolutely such horrible conditions that you literally could not land airplanes in cleveland when those games are being played that's how bad the wind and in some cases the rain was and in spite of all those low scoring games those three low scoring games Cleveland is still giving up 26.7 points per game this season. And in and, and, and away games, which this game is in New York, they give up 30.5 points on the road. And Cleveland scores. Now, Cleveland, this is odd for a team as good as they've been. They actually score less points per game than they give up. They score 26.3, give up 26.7. So these numbers tell me that Cleveland is a big over team. Cleveland, just on their averages, in an average Cleveland game, scores 53 points. And I'm getting this number at 47. Now, I do, like I said, I do know the Jets are dead last in points per game. But they've been scoring almost 19 points a game and had 23 against the Rams. And the Rams are one of the best defenses in the NFL. 
Hell, the Rams in L.A. held the Seattle Seahawks to 16 points, and the Jets just went in there and scored 23. And it's not like golf turned the ball over a bunch. And, you know, it's, they, had, it's a, they had long sustaining drives. They were good they, on they, they, re, they, they really did. And, you know, the, the New York Jets should have their full complement of players back, all their skill position guys. They should have Perriman. They should have Mims. They should have uh, Crowder, uh, Ty Johnson, and Frank Gore, the Infinity Stone, in the backfield there. And don't forget, man, this is a Jets team last year that when Sam Darnold came back from Mono, I think over their last eight games they went 7-1. and one. And I know that we, you know, the Jets are supposed to be bummed because they lost, you know, out on the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I got news for you. Do you think, do you think Sam Darnold gives a fuck about whether or not the Jets draft Trevor Lawrence? That man's trying to take his job. And, you know, uh, Adam Gase is out there throwing YOLO bombs. He doesn't give a shit. He knows he's getting the hook anyway. Sam Darnold says he likes New York. That's, that's my job. You know, so if you want my job, come and take it. I'm not saying that the giant, the, the Jets are going to beat Cleveland, but I, I think they're going to score some points. I think this is going to be a sneaky, high-scoring game. I could see this one being something like 24-28. Uh, I could even see it being like 28-31 and coming down to a field goal. Uh, I think this is a, a, a Jets team that can score, and I think they can score on Cleveland. And I know Cleveland can score on the Jets. So I think it's going to be one of the more entertaining games of the week. And I really want my Colts to beat the Steelers this week. And I want Cleveland to beat the Jets because I really want to see the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game next week. But my big bet is I am going currently on mybookie.ag, Cleveland and the Jets, over 47 points. What do you say, Dr. Kyle? What is your big bet? I love it. I was so close to taking that one. I I always I've already used the Jets in uh, in my, one of my big bets. I had the Jets and the Chargers over whatever that number was, uh, probably four or five weeks back, and it, that one hit the over in the third quarter. And I was like, Oof, this game's easy. You know, you, you know normally when I hear the Jets, I, I always hear the little boy from the class, the classic Adam Sandler movie, Daddy's. Uh, what is it, Big Daddy? <laughs> Big Daddy. Where the little the little boy goes, "Goddamn Jets!" I I, I, I always feel that so. Um, but you know, you don't, you don't bet teams, you bet numbers. And I think this number is just too low when a defense as bad as Cleveland is mixed with an offense as good as Cleveland and the weather's not supposed to be bad. So, uh, I like it over, man. What's your big bet? Oh, just, just for quick perspective, that sure. over under that totals the same number that we just talked about with Dolphins Raiders. Like the, like there's a, there should be something that feels a little bit off about that. Right. I, if, if, you know, what's the old expression gun to your head? You had to pick one of these two games to go over. Who are you putting your money on? I, I'm putting my money on on, on, on the – because it's one of those things. We've seen Cleveland many times get up big on a team and then let that team get back in. They kind of put their foot on uh, on Tennessee the cruise control. Yeah, yeah ten, Tennessee a few weeks ago. Uh, I, I'm kind of throwing that Giants game out against the backup and, and uh, Colt McCoy. By the way, I like Colt McCoy a hell of a lot less now that I know his real first name is Daniel. I thought that oh, guy's really? name was. It is. See, look, oh, the look, the no look on your he face. Make it in the NFL. The, the look on your face says it all. The minute I found out his name was like legit Daniel and not Colt, I felt like Teddy KGB. I felt so unsatisfied. No wonder you fucking lost. Your name's Daniel. Daniel McCoy. You sound like you should be selling me term life insurance. Colt McCoy <laughs> sounds like an NFL quarterback. But yeah. as I digress, man, what what's your big bet for the week? Hold the fucking sheets over us on that one. My big bet. I'm sticking with the side. I know it's been unpopular, but it feels right this week. 
My big bet this week is Indianapolis Colts at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Indy's laying one and a half. Uh, so they are road favorites, which isn't always the most desirable bet to take. But, you know, we talked about teams that are trending in directions. These are two teams that are trending in opposite directions. I think if you're talking in the AFC right now, what teams do you think can compete with Kansas City? I think we're talking Buffalo. I think we're talking Indianapolis, too. Pittsburgh at this point barely looks like they can be a playoff team. Uh, They haven't – the last time the Steelers scored more than 19 points on offense was against the Jaguars, and that was – that was like before Thanksgiving. They put up 17 against Washington, 19 against the Ravens, who with Browns had no problem scoring points. And everybody else scores points on the Ravens. Steelers only got 19. They only scored 15 against the Bills, and they only scored 17 against the Bengals, which, again, that's a Monday night game. So we talk about the Steelers team who's been effed in the A uh, as far as scheduling has gone this year with the, you know, they, they lost their bye week because of the Titans shenanigans. They have been injured. Their defense actually has, I think, been playing well, but their their offense can't move the ball. And, you know, they've been talking about, I think, both like the straight out of Vegas and the GM shuffle and probably every other football podcast this week. Everybody talks about how quick Big Ben is getting the ball out. He's getting the ball out because he doesn't have a chance. And when you only have two seconds to throw, you can't throw it downfield. And when all of your your receivers are running routes close to the line of scrimmage, it gets much easier to cover them. And it also makes it easier to stop the run, which they've been unable to do. And then on the flip side, we have the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Phillip Rivers is, you know, by no means looking like he ever looked in his prime, but he's he's done good this year. He, as far as I'm concerned, Phillip Rivers has exceeded expectations. I feel like he's gotten more comfortable in the offense as the season's gone on. T.Y. Hilton has come along. Jonathan Taylor all of a sudden looks like, I mean, he was what our – 14th overall pick in our dynasty mock last night he looks every bit the part I think he's caught every target thrown his way on the season um, and then you know a couple other staffs I pulled up looking at what teams have done in certain uh, betting scenarios um, let's see Indy is uh, I got too many notes this week too many notes Indy's well, I, seven I, I, and three okay go ahead as a road Indy seven and three as a road favorite since 2018, and five and one as a road favorite this year. So they ain't afraid to knock some uh, teeth out on the road. It sounds like they prefer to do that. Hey, I've uh, I've got one to piggyback on that stat. Let's hear it. Indy is also two and zero oh against the spread when they have a rest advantage. So they yeah. have they, they have a rest advantage of a day over Pittsburgh. Look at that. Taking notes. Two rest advantage. Check that out. Well, I, I've got. Yeah, well, I, guys, I've got, this year is just a warm up of me and Memphis taking down that fucking thing next year. Well, I, I've got another one for you, real quick too. Let's hear Pitts, it. Pittsburgh's zero and two against the spread, coming off of a loss. Love it. Well, that's all happened in the past three weeks. So that's the funny thing about numbers. Well, that's that trend, right? Some of them are. It's a trend. Yeah. It's. It's. I mean, it's. Re, it can be redundant, and it. Uh, look, like we talked about it. You have to. You can't just pick a certain set of numbers and go with it. Make sure you're gathering all the information, but um, yeah, uh, Indy, their, their defense hasn't been great, but it's been good enough. And, you know, we talk about how they're maybe an unlucky fumble away in both of those Houston games, but maybe like, maybe that's what Indy does. And if that fumble happens in the middle of the game, maybe it doesn't look as fluky as it does when it's on the last drive of the game. Um, So yeah, I am all over Indianapolis this week. 
laying one and a half and oh, point score, like Indianapolis is scoring like 25, 30 points every week. Like it's their job. Um, yeah. 27, I, 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 I got 27, one for you. 44, 26, 45, 34, 34. Like, yeah. I, I've got one for you because you, uh, you mentioned that we covered this last night. But I was shocked. I was doing research for the mock draft pod last night. And the Indianapolis Colts are the fifth highest scoring offense in the league. I was flabbergasted. I was like, get the hell out of here. The fifth? I mean, because you, you typically think of teams like Cleveland's been on fire. And yeah. the, the, the Packers and, and the Chiefs. Yeah, and it's like yeah. the Colts are fifth. If the Colts can just score, it, it literally if the Colts score 24 points, how does Pittsburgh keep up? I mean, they could they couldn't hang twenty on the on anybody, even the the, the lowly Bengals. So yeah. I mean, it's Pittsburgh. They're still dangerous, but I just think that they they've had too many injuries. Bud Dupree yeah. is is a stud. Devin Bush is a great middle linebacker. Uh, Spillane, another linebacker, is missing, and now you you get to face a, a red hot Colts running game. Whether it's Jonathan Taylor or they're sprinkling sprinkling in Naheem Hines. It's going to be tough, so I, I I don't hate your big your your, your big bet, but let's. I also mo- think the Steelers might be looking at like look. The Steelers are eleven and three, and the Browns are ten and four. If the Steelers win this week and the Browns win this week, they still got to beat the Browns next week. I think right. Correct. So if Indy, yeah. excuse so, me, so if, this if, week if, really doesn't matter. It, it does, and and I love how the NFL moves some games around to keep teams from taking their foot off the gas or playing a little bit yeah. differently. They they moved Washington and Carolina to 4 o'clock the same time as Dallas and Philadelphia so that they won't know the outcome of that game. And the same thing, the Browns and Jets play at 1 p.m., which is the same time as the Colts and the Steelers. So those games will be running concurrently. I mean, there might be a little scoreboard watching. I'm sure there is. We're all human at the end of the day. But no matter how that game comes out for the Steelers, you know, and I can really see, you know, you're talking about getting margin, the Colts are laying two, which is what you're trying to do when you're betting these games. I could see where if Pittsburgh got down like, you know, ten or thirteen, where they just pack it in. Lick yeah. their lick their wounds, pull some guys and be like, Hey, we have to lay out and, you know, you know, be ready to go into this game against Cleveland for all the marbles. And speaking of marbles, I think that's what you play DFS for. I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a work, but I do have a promise for those listening and that love the bets and aren't into the DFS or vice versa. Next year, Dr. Kyle and I, we're going to reformat this show. So we're going to pull the the DFS out and we're going to have a DFS show along with the PropCast on Saturdays. And we're going to go through next year, we're going to go through every game. We're going to give you likes, leans, really just kind of streamline every single show. So, again, stick around the DWZ Football Network because we're going to have a little something for everyone. Our DFS segment, guys, our DFS plays are brought to you by my friend Matt Vincent of Hate Brand Goods. This is my favorite athletic apparel brand. If you check out my Instagram today, at Memphis185, you will see that I was rocking the classic floral goat shorts uh, for the 12 days of quick. Hey, you, you, so, so, so just for you and the listeners of the big bet, I DM'd Matt and I'm like, dude, the next time you launch the floral AF, you got to give me like a, a day's heads up because if my co-host Kyle does not get a pair, he's going to hold me personally accountable for him not getting now, now, now they have some, they're called the Mexican blanket that I have not been able to acquire. So he's got some restock stuff coming. 
But these are amazing shorts. If you're into the gym life like I am, like Dr. Kyle is, uh, especially for like lower body movements, deadlifts, squats, um, bent over rows, anything like that. They're not that longer length like a basketball short, like a Nike or Under Armour. These are a little bit shorter inseam. They don't catch on your knee. They don't ride up. Just a great athletic short. And if if you want to check out some beanies and you want to have like that Carhartt beanie look, but you don't want people to be concerned or confused on whether or not you're a hipster, maybe you're a construction worker or the difference. They have got some sweet fashion beanies in the style of a Carhartt and their new logo on the beanies is sick. Absolutely sick. Uh, I'm hoping to get a little Christmas cash myself and then I'm going to use the promo code Memphis at checkout and I'm going to get the new light gray joggers. They've got a sweet hate brand logo on the back of the calf. Got to hook it up. So, so go over to thehate.com. That's the H-V-I-I-I.com. Or search Matt Vincent Clothing and check them out, man. It's great. It's, it's different if you like to stand out and look different than everybody else in the gym. And follow along that with that man. He, uh, he's got an interesting story. Again, in the offseason, I'm going to look to get him on one of the DWZ podcast but that is the sponsor of our dfs show so how was your dfs weekend the first time in three weeks i did not even at least min cash in my one lineup how was yours yeah same same yeah. any any hits yeah. any misses it was a bunch of men i'm looking at my roster like it's all you know for DraftKings again it's the, the rams defense was my miss everything else was like they didn't have the fire or the ice. I got Brandon Ayuk, like he he balled out again. But like I think I went back to the Rivers Hilton well one too many times. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You just you just seem so sad. I'm going to do my recap with with a little bit yeah. more vigor than, <laughs> than you. Um, the bad was Gronk and Godwin in a game that had a very high over and under. And and in fairness to those guys, uh, Leonard Fournette, to use a poker term, you know, in poker they say you sucked out and, you know, maybe hit an inside straight or or filled up two pair. And Leonard Fournette sucked out two touchdowns from the one-yard line. I think Mike Mike Evans may have had one, if not two, uh, pass interference in the end zone. And I'm like, all right, Brady, QB sneak. Because I had, I had Brady as part of my stack here. I'm like, how about one of those patented old-fashioned Tom Brady QB sneaks? Nah, dog. Nah, not even for one second. They gave it to Leonard Fournette. So that was kind of bad. My Mia was Brady. He was okay. He had well over like 330 yards and two touchdowns. But, you know, four touchdowns would have been a whole lot sweeter and would have gotten me a lot closer to where I wanted to be. I fell for the T.Y. hype. He didn't do horrible. He just didn't do good. You know, all the hype. Yeah, yeah. He had all the hype. I think he had four for 71. He by no means killed you, but he didn't cash at the level you wanted him to. And then I nailed the uh, the Dobbins, the Calvin Ridley, the Jonathan Taylor. Um, I, I nailed those, but you know you you, you got to get more than four or five to even get in the, in the min cash range. So I'm ready to fire this machine up. I'm ready to talk about some guys that I'm looking at. I'm on a roll, so I'm just going to roll right into my my stack of the week, and I'm going value. I'm going pure value. If Love you it. go if you go back to week 12, when which is when this man came off of his bye, he has been the QB8, depending on your scoring format, since that time. His name is none other than Mitch Truth Bisky. 
and I'm going to stack him with his, oh my God, get out of here. See, we don't confer this because because it, <laughs> it, it, it would feel contrived if, if Dr. Kyle and I had uh, had actually, you know, conspired and say, oh, you're already doing that. Well, well let's take this one. Well, it's going to be a double like here. And I'm yeah. stacking him with Allen Robinson. And here are some of my reasons. Mitch Trubisky has been playing great. And all of a sudden, Matt Nagy is gradually, it's slow, but gradually getting his head out of his ass. And he's starting to let Mitch run more. I think Mitch doubled or got 50% eight, of eight, eight rushing attempts. This past he had week. eight rushing attempts. Guys, we've seen in Buffalo, you can take a limited quarterback with natural athletic talent and you can get so much more out of him. The Bears have been on a scoring streak since Mitch has been back. And this is the classic Allen Robinson revenge game. Back to Jacksonville, the team that didn't franchise him and let him walk. I, I think they kind of did you a solid. I don't know why you would want to do harm to that team, but you, you know how it is. So this is a game that the Bears clearly need. They are still tied. The Bears now, are they are big uh, San Francisco 49ers fans this week. They need the Niners to take out the Arizona Cardinals and with a win against the lowly Jags, the Bears would move into a playoff spot. And from a dynasty standpoint, you know, that's the D in the DWZ football network. Uh, dude, Mitch Trubisky is playing for his job. If the Bears make the, make the playoffs, it's highly unlikely that they land a, a rookie quarterback in this draft, which means it may be a one-year deal. But or maybe it's a two or three year deal, kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater deal. But if Mitch continues to play well, he could be the quarterback again going forward in Chicago. And as we all know in Dynasty, especially in Superflex, which a lot of us play, that would give him some uh, some value again there. But that's neither here nor there. That was my stack of the week. Looks like you did the same thing. I got the same quarterback, but I'm going cheaper with the stack, and I'm just going Darnell Mooney. And that I, I like Mooney's upside. He's uh. He's shown some flash here. They're not as consistent as Allen Robinson, but it was more about who else it allowed me to squeeze into my lineup. Because um, I started out with Trubisky Robinson. I just didn't like where it was going. It's it's a, it's a an interesting week because of all of the the games that will not be played on Sunday. We're losing like Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Devontae Adams. Um, there's a couple, a couple other like chalky guys that we generally like. Um, so, yeah, uh, Trubisky and then Mooney is my stack. I'm going to ask you to pronounce his name correctly. It's Truth. Truth, Bisky, <laughs> as in that man is finally the truth. Um, my high-dollar honey this week, I, I'm just tired of farting around at the tight end position. I'm going I'm going Travis Kelsey. Not, o- not only is Travis Kelsey, you know, uh, hey, it just goes to tell you, I think he's going to be very chalkish. But if you go to DraftKings points to the tight end on the season, I mean, literally, the Atlanta Falcons, I think he leads the league in receiving yards, if, if I remember correctly he right is. now. And I know, yeah, he's I know he's 8,500. I know it's 8,500, but the, the Atlanta Falcons are actually fifth. They give up an average of 15.4 drafting points per game to the tight end position, but they've not played a tight end like Travis Kelsey. Uh, again, another good over-under. The weather's not looking horrible. I, I love it. Uh, they're not afraid to use him those little shovel passes, almost like rushes at the goal line. Um, oh, I love those. As crazy as it is. The red zone. I do, except when I'm playing against him in, like, Dynasty and Fantasy playoffs for, for championships. But 
I'm going to hedge my bet since I got to play him in two of my three championships. If he's going to sink my my championship, he's going to win me some money in, in DFS. So he was my high dollar guy. Was he your high dollar guy as well? That's my high dollar guy, Travis Kelsey. I got God one other dang. one there too. Okay, who's your other one? Your other high dollar play? I'm going back to Calvin Ridley. Um, I know, like it, it, the the Chiefs looks like they're the the second best against the wide receiver in fantasy, but the Chiefs do not cover football games. They have not covered six games in a row. That this one was an interesting too. Like they're laying ten and a half against Atlanta, and Atlanta has played good enough since uh, Raheem Morris took over. I don't know. I, I still don't know if I can trust Matt Ryan uh, after he after a crossfire and. I owe Memphis whatever 10 15 20 bucks whatever the number is but I think uh I think this has all the I think it's all of those I think it's all of those I think it's 10 15 and 20 dollars on one bet okay triple down uh uh, maybe if we have a minute or two at the end I'll talk about my my I don't want to call it a tilt but I was on the Rams in game too many times this week but Calvin Ridley um, and then while I'm still talking about that game, I'm just going to put Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage. Russell Gage slowly is becoming a, a mainstay in that offense as Julio Jones is looking like he might not even play again the rest of the season. But in the past three games, he's got four, five, and five receptions. He's got over 50 yards, and he's got a touchdown in two or three games. And in a game that has all the makings of a shootout, he's only, you know, 40, he's, yeah, uh, 5,100. All right. Well, um, so I'm, I'm going to roll into my chalk plays of the week. I, I don't know how J.K. Dobbins is only $6,200. B- baffling, befuddling, and confusing against the get, – get out of here. I'm sick to, <laughs> now, now, if I say my next guy, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call bullshit. It's Giovanni Bernard. Okay, four, I was I was damn close four, to putting $4,800. My original note when I wrote my show sheet was – if Mixon doesn't come back, it came out on Wednesday. Mixon is not coming back this week. You know, again, I, I have a great little cheat sheet that I use for, you know, points, including, you know, I, I have it spread out by, you know, regular PPR points, FanDuel points, DraftKings points, and Houston gives up 32 points per game to the running back position. Now, they've been using a little bit of Samaj P. Ryan, a little bit of Trayvon Williams, uh, that's another game that I almost bet, by the way. A little little side note was Texans minus 8.5. I think this is an also rubber band reaction to Cincinnati mm. looking looking good. That's actually the defense that I'm playing this week. I'm playing Houston. I had to get a dirt-cheap defense in there. You know, Ryan Finley doesn't impress me. You know, you're talking about who doesn't get up for Monday night football? Who doesn't get up for Sunday night football? You know, for a team like Cincinnati, that was their Super Bowl. And now they also to only get, had to throw it like fourteen or fifteen times. And you know, JJ Watt can still get after the passer. I think that's. A, I think that you know they made Cincinnati made Dallas's defense look playable because I played them two weeks ago in one of my, uh, my not a min cash but a three times entry fee cash. Hey, how about that? So I have no problem going to Houston. So so those are my two chalk plays. Sounds like you have Dobbins. Did you have anybody else? I got Dobbins. He's my chalk, and I guess the only. Uh... The only other guys I'm missing or haven't talked about in my lineup, I'm going. I might have the the highest average age running backs this week. I'm going Lev Bell and Frank Gore. Clyde I, I had Lev Bell. I had Lev Bell in there. Week. Yeah. I mean, I, here's my thing. Atlanta's tougher against the uh, at his cost. Atlanta's tougher against the 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 running back 
as as bad as they have been against wide receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks, they have been top five. And I'm just I'm just throwing it out there, you know. So sure, it, sure, it, sure. it's your squad, but as as good as they have been against, as uh, uh, bad as they have been against, but yeah, I'm looking right now. They give up the eighth fewest running back points per game on DraftKings. They give up an average of 21.3. Obviously, they've played Mike Davis a couple of times. They've seen Kamara a couple of times. So a, a little misleading. So I just want to make sure I throw that out there for both you and the the listener. Atlanta feels like a soft spot against everything. Uh, i tell you who else I almost threw in there was Ito Smith. Todd Gurley Ooh. is cheeks. Todd Gurley is absolute flabby old butt cheeks just flapping around in the wind right now. And uh, Ito Smith was uh, dirt cheap as well. But my my my, uh, my Mr. Mincash, uh, affectionately named after me, is I'm going back to Jalen Guyton. He's only $3,200. And I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Keelan Allen. I mean, Keenan Allen absolutely stuck it to every one of us last week. And uh, Mike Williams has got a bad back. And I, I like this matchup for him. You know, we talked about this one earlier with Denver secondary being a basically, as I like to tell my buddy Jerry, a bunch of crumb bums and shoe clerks. So with those guys being out there, uh, I went Jalen Guyton. He had four for 91 against the Raiders. And I don't know that he can't do the same thing at 3,200 needing, you know, three times to, to make himself pay off. I think 9.6 points is, is very doable. You know, if he hits one home run, let's say he gets like one catch for 60 yards and a touchdown, then then he's 4X. And I've more than paid for his salary with 3200 So that was my Mr. Mincash. Who was yours? I just want to talk about him for a second because in the uh, in the Bet DWZ chat last week, we're talking. So the cool thing about my bookie is they have all like when you look at the props, they have these options for, you know, here's, they basically have set parlays. Like if you want something that's, you know, 50 to one here, here's what you can look at. And Jalen Guyton had one. It was like 120 yards, a touchdown and the chargers win. I was like, Hmm. I was like, I feel good about the chargers winning. I feel good that Keenan Allen is probably not going to do much. Maybe it's Jalen Guyton, Guyton. And then also uh Tyrone, Tyron Johnson. There's a, too many Ty Ron. Johnsons. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a um, T period Johnson. So you said uh, Guyton finished with four for 91. He either dropped a touchdown that was over 30 yards in the second or third quarter, or it was interference and he dropped it. So he was that catch away from hitting. And I think it was like maybe like 75 to one, like $2 paid out 150. And that's what I put on it. Like me and JC and, and Nick and Brian, it's just like, hey, let's throw like, it's fun to just put a coffee. Like it, it doesn't feel like losing if you lose, but when you, when you hit those ones, like, and it's just something fun to root for. It was like, I don't, I don't have a lot invested in the game. I was invested in the chargers, you know, getting three, but um, yeah, I would, that, I like that. that. That's one that like, I, I like to bet when I'm, when I'm having fun. You know, yeah. if you if you ever shot craps, you ever been to Vegas or to AC and, and shot? No, craps I don't or, understand. I'll I'll watch people play craps. Sure. All Again, I, I've I've shared the story before. My uncle was a pit boss on Binion's uh, horseshoe in in Louisiana, and he he's taught me some stuff about craps. It's just mathematical and stuff like that. So I, there's been times where like you're you're hot, and uh, one of the cooler bets I ever made is uh, one of the props is. Um, uh, a, a yo, you know, an 11 on the come out. It pays 15 to one. 
And one time this guy was just shooting the dice and he was making me a bunch of money. And I threw five, three $5 chips to the dealer. I said, three-way yo, which is, if you don't know what that means, that means a $5 roll on the 11 for me, a $5 roll on the 11 for the dealers who were dealing the game as a tip, and a $5 11 for the shooter. So sure enough, this guy rolls and that some bitch hits that 11. We all get paid 75 bucks. The problem was is the guy couldn't figure out why the dealers were giving him $75. Now, I spoke the language. I, I said, three-way yo. Three-way uh, three yo, and I threw him three chips. They knew what I was talking about. I knew what they were talking about. But this poor guy, who I had just basically tipped $75 yeah. because he had hit this, he had no clue uh, <laughs> how, how to do it. And me and the dealers, it was like... That would have been me. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we felt bad because the guy had just made all of us money. But it, it was... Uh, it's fun, man. You know, it's fun when you're up because that's why I made the bet for the three of us, the dealers, the shooter, and myself because I was up. And let's have some fun. And those are the kind of those little prop bets you can make when, when like, the uh, the first the first touchdown score prop for, like, five bucks or whatever. If I've had a good morning of player props and I don't see a prop that I make, like, a normal unit bet on in the afternoon, but I'm still up and I just want to have a little action, I'll, I'll throw on some of those crazy odd props because it's fun. But remember, they pay crazy odds because they're crazy hard to hit. So we're, we're wrapping up the regular season. Obviously, Dr. Kyle and myself, we're going to keep this thing rolling all the way through the Super Bowl. Then we're going to take a couple of weeks off. And then the last week of every month, we're going to jump on here. I think we're going to do a show on bankroll management. Uh, try to get Rosalie Michaels back on from uh, the Wisecracks and uh, DraftKings content she was great because she was the first guest and one of a handful that we've ever had and she spoke of bankroll management i think it's i think it's key because i believe a lot a lot of our listeners and followers i think they're going to get into the off season and if they live in indiana like me or michigan like jerry and it's easy with the app and you can just or you know mybookie.ag it's too easy it's like oh i have x number of dollars sitting in my 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 bookie account you know what, I'm going to throw 10 bucks on this Lakers game. And I'm going to throw 5 bucks on this, you know, this Reds baseball game or whatever it is. And the next thing you know, you nickel, dime, you nickel and dime yourself until the bankroll's gone. And then you come into next football season where you have shows like this and, you know, the Dream Preview and so many others that, that give good football advice. But the biggest advice is bankroll management. So we'll do a show on that. We'll do a, we'll do a show in... March about some rookie props. We'll do some draft night props. We'll do stuff like that. But uh, just one of the many things we're going to do in this off season. And uh, if you get lonely and you miss Dr. Kyle, we're going to have him on some of our rookie content at the Dynasty War Zone. Uh, some of these guys will be coming in with some medical red flags, whether that's Chuba Hubbard and his back injury. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are going to have some medical red flags. So it'll be great as we're breaking these guys down. To be able to say, "Hey, Doc, what's no the what's, no no pun intended, Doc? What, what, what's the uh, the long term ramifications of this knee? What's the long term ramifications of this back? What 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 does this do? What does that do? Give us your opinion." Now he he's not a a fortune teller, but he can certainly help steer us in the right direction. So we got a lot of great content for you coming down the pipe, and uh, I'm not going to make it a best bet, but I'm going to make it a like. I like Houston. 
minus seven and a half on DraftKings. Now, I hate to go against my sponsor, mybookie.ag, but it's a very good number. Um, I, I think there's just too much heat on the uh, on the Bengals right now. So that's one I'm going to look at. If you stuck around to the end, you got a bonus like out of me. And uh, anything else for these people, Dr. Kyle? No, that's it. Man, I'm gonna, 16. I'm, Let's make it a better one than week 15. You're damn right. And I want to wish all you guys a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, uh, Kwanzaa, whatever it is that you and your family celebrate on behalf Boxing of Day. Boxing, Boxing Day. Day. Boxing Day. Dude, we're, we're huge in Canada. And we, we want to make – actually, we are the number two fantasy-related content program in Iceland. What up, Iceland? We love you. Iceland, Iceland in the house, baby. You know, those people are strong. Those yeah. people are, are real strong. I think that's where uh, the mountain's from. Maybe, maybe. Oh, really? I think so. If you ever watched The World's Strongest Bjorn, Man or – Bjorn. Uh, Half Thor, Half Thor Bjornson, I believe is is the guy. Anyway, if you stuck around this long, you deserve the Half Thor Bjornson talk with me and uh, Dr. Kyle. But on half of the entire DWZ football network of shows, we wish you guys a happy holidays. Uh, Don't remember that bonus podcast on Christmas Day for uh, drowning out kids' toys and or commutes. And then I'll be back on Saturday with a People's Prop cast giving you three bets to get down on. Been hot, guys. 18-6 and six over the first eight shows. And uh, we'll look to keep on the winning ways. We'll more than uh, make up for your time by paying you in the form of good betting advice. That man is Dr. Kyle. We call him the dirtiest player in the game today. You can follow him at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. I am Memphis. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And until next time, remember, money won is twice as sweet as money earned. Talk to you next week, guys. Have a great weekend. Hey, guys. Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day. Joined the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster, and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. $1,000 for cool G, as we call it, back home. Are you at liberty to play for that, Stanley? Would you prefer to play for smiles?